Hello everybody, my name is James Hill and welcome to the Talkin' Bucks podcast. We actually have a fun little series that we are going to be doing here for the next couple of episodes. I call it the good, the meh, and the bad. This is going to be a quarterly review of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know we are five weeks into the season, but with the new schedule, that's technically kind of a quarterly review, right? So we're going to be talking about first some of the good that we have seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through five weeks. Then in the next episode, we're going to be talking about some of the meh kind of things that we have been seeing from the Buccaneers. And then finally, in the third episode of this little mini series, we're going to be talking about the bad. So with that being said, thank you guys all again for joining me for yet another episode. Let's dive right in with some of the good. And I want to start off on the offensive side of the football because there has been a pretty decent amount of change with this offense this year compared to what we saw last year. And that goes on every single level of this team. The tight end position, guess what? It's different. The wide receiver room, guess what? It's different. The offensive line, guess what? It's different. Even the running backs to a certain degree are different as well. So really, there is a lot to cover regarding just the offense alone. And first things first, I want to talk about the offensive line, because so far this year, we have had a lot of guys who have had to step up. Uh, first, I want to talk about center Robert Hainsey. Now, whenever Ryan Jensen initially went down with his knee injury, a lot of people thought that the world was going to end. And there was a lot of concern and a lot of worry about how Robert Hainsey was going to do as the starting center of this team. But all in all, I feel like Hainsey has done a good job filling in. He has shown to be a very competent starting caliber offensive lineman for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. And I will say, obviously, while he is no Ryan Jensen, Hainsey has been able to hold his own and he has been able to play well, something that I think really exceeded a lot of Bucks fans' expectations for how Hainsey was going to do. So I got to give Hainsey props in this situation. He was really able to step up and really able to do a really good job in a very short amount of notice. So I'm definitely going to give Hainsey props for that. He is the first guy that is on this list of good. I also want to talk about another backup off offensive lineman that had to step up a little bit throughout the season, and that is backup tackle Brandon Walton. Now, Brandon Walton hasn't played much this year. He filled in for Donovan Smith in the New Orleans Saints game, and I believe in the next game as well. And all in all, Walton was able to do a very serviceable job for this Buccaneers team against the Saints. He played really, really well. Uh, once, I believe it was Josh Wells had left the game with an injury who was already filling in for Donovan Smith, who had sustained an injury in week one. Don't worry, we'll get to those injuries in a separate podcast episode. But point being, the Buccaneers were down to their third string left tackle. Donovan Smith sustained an injury in week one. Josh Wells sustained an injury in week Two. That meant that Brandon Walton had to step up, finish up the game versus the New Orleans Saints, then play against the Green Bay Packers. Two very, very difficult matchups. And all in all, Walton did a really, really good job given the circumstances. He even got a game ball 
I believe after the Saints game. So you definitely got to give him props for that as well. Walton has shown to be a very solid, versatile backup offensive lineman. It is very good that the Buccaneers have this type of depth on their roster because as you can clearly see, you never know what is going to happen with injuries. Because of that, Walton, he is also going on the good list as well. But that's kind of it for the offensive line. Of course, Shaq Mason, Tristan Wirfs, those guys are always going to be on the good list. They have played very well this year. We'll talk about Luke Gedeke in a separate podcast episode. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily put him on the good list yet, but to be fair, he has gone up against an absolute travesty or an absolute gauntlet of defensive linemen. Again, we'll get to Luke Gedeke in a separate episode. But let's move on to skill position players, right? Mike Evans, you know, talking about wide receivers, talking about running backs, you firstly think of Mike Evans on the Bucks. He has been his usual Mike Evans self. And that is to be expected, right? Mike Evans is very good at the football, but I definitely feel like Evans is just Mr. Consistent, right? That is what some of the other NFL players around the league have been leaning on calling Evans throughout his time here in the NFL, and he's been able to show that, minus a little bit of a rough game versus the Saints where he did get ejected, and a suspension versus the Green Bay Packers, which was unfortunate. Evans has basically missed a game and a half. Uh, You know, Evans has been great, and I really hope that he can hit that 1,000-yard mark at the end of the season. That would definitely be just a cool milestone to continue. I think he will have a pretty decent chance to get there, but Evans has been great. Godwin has been good when he has been healthy. Uh, We'll talk about that in a separate podcast episode again, but... You know, Godwin, he's been good when he has been out there on the football field. Similar things can be said for a guy like Julio Jones. So all in all, that's good that they are able to showcase their abilities when they are healthy and out there on the field. The tight end position, K. Dotton and Coquif, right? Those guys have shown up in this rookie class. In the case of K. Dotton, he just had his first start as a tight end versus the Atlanta Falcons. He did a pretty good job, put up a pretty decent stat line, and was able to showcase some of his abilities as a receiving tight end. But I think the biggest thing that we are seeing from Otten and Keefe in this first year for them is their blocking ability. Coquif is essentially a tight end fullback hybrid. Kate Otten has been able to showcase some blocking skills as well. They really are helpful in just overall blocking, and it's a tough thing to replace in terms of Rob Gronkowski's productivity and efficiency, not just as a passer, but especially as a blocker as well. So to have Otten and Keefe be able to block at this level and block well is a fantastic thing for the Bucks and their coaching staff. They've got to love what they've been seeing out of these pair of rookie tight ends right now because they really have been able to show up, get down in the dirt, and block their butts off, which has been a very encouraging thing to see. Doesn't really get noticed too much either until you look at the film, really dive in onto what's going on on certain plays. So I'm going to give both those guys props. They have had some very solid rookie seasons so far. And then finally in the running back room, hey, you know, Leonard Fournette's been good overall, right? We may talk about him in a, you know, meh style in a different podcast episode, but all in all, I feel like there's been some good to Fournette's play, not just as a runner, but also as a receiving back as well. He just had a crazy receiving game versus the Atlanta Falcons. He's been targeted a lot in the passing game so far this year, and all in all, he's done a serviceable good job when he has gotten the ball in his hands. But Another rookie that has been performing is backup running back Rashad 
White. This dude, while he did have a fumble versus the Kansas City Chiefs that essentially, you know, did not get the Bucks off to a good start. They, you know, lost time of, you know, they lost the uh, possession of the ball right at the start of the game. The Chiefs went down, scored, and the momentum was forever lost to the Bucks. White has been a good offensive player besides that one hiccup that he had in week four. He has been able to showcase some pretty good patience and some pretty good running ability as a runner. And then as a receiver, I feel like White has really shown up as well. He's been catching a lot of passes from Brady, has been able to do well with the ball in his hands. And it seems like the Buccaneers coaching staff is going to use White more moving forward in this offense to relieve Leonard Fournette because he's been playing a lot in the early portions of this season and I feel like that is a necessary thing I feel like white could be a very good and has been a very good change of pace back for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and all in all I feel like it is going to be a good thing moving forward with white getting worked into this offense as both a runner and as a receiver but with that being said that's the offense right a lot of good is coming out of this offense given the circumstances and you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of that later, but the defense, let's move on to the defense now. My goodness, this defense has been really, really good this year, minus again, the one game they had versus the Atlanta Falcons. They have really been stopping teams offensively and have been able to limit how many points these opposing offenses can really score. And it works on every level, folks. It really does. Akeem Hicks was doing good before he got hurt. That was incredibly unfortunate. Hopefully he can come back to the team soon. But, you know, I want to talk about some of the other defensive linemen. Vita Vey has been quiet in some games, but also lately the past couple of games, it seems like he is getting back to his usual Vita Vea self. Will Golson has been doing some decent things here and there, but there's a couple of rotational defensive linemen that I have really liked so far at the start of this season. Number one is Logan Hall. Again, hey, another rookie who is performing well. He was the first pick that the Buccaneers had in this most recent NFL draft, and it seems like the more he is playing, the better he is getting acclimated to the NFL and showcasing his skills. He just got his second sack of the season versus the Falcons. He's been also getting some tackles for loss in the run game, and is all in all just being a pretty good D lineman in terms of creating pressure, in terms of stopping the run. Logan Hall seems to be getting better every single week, which is exactly what you want to see out of this young defensive lineman. The coaching staff has got to be absolutely loving it. Logan Hall is doing some good work. Another guy I want to talk about, which may fly under the radar, somebody who maybe a lot of people aren't even thinking about, hey, Deidre Sennett right? And it's not just because he went to USF, right? I didn't go to USF, so I didn't even have a bias towards that college, but I really like what I've been seeing from Senate. He has been able to go out there in, you know, really do some good work. He was a part of the Buccaneers practice squad, you know, very early on in the season, got promoted slash elevated pretty much right away. I believe he played starting in the Green Bay Packers game, I think was what the situation was. So he played in week three, he played in week four, and now he's played in week five. And Senate has done some good work as a run stopper and as a pass rusher. He just got a sack on Mariota last week. He's got a couple of nice tackles for loss against teams like the Green Bay Packers. Senate is 
proving to be a valuable backup defensive lineman. And only at the age of, I believe, 27 years old, he's one of these guys that I really hope the Buccaneers can keep after this season on a, you know, maybe couple year deal worth not a ton of money, but he's just a solid veteran. It's it's really a fun thing to see. I love it when backup players step up and do a good job. So I'm really rooting for Deidre Senate. I think he is doing a fantastic job. And then that's just the defensive line. You go to the linebacking core and it gets even better. I think that all of the starters in that linebacking core have been playing well. Levante David's had some good moments. Devin White seems to be getting pretty back to his usual self, not just as a tackler, but especially as a pass rusher. Devin White has been looking a lot better. Quarterbacks aren't sidestepping him as much, and he is able to really get after the quarterback. And then outside edge rushing linebackers, Shaq Barrett and Joe Tronshawinka are also doing a really good job, especially in the case of JTS. You know, we expect Barrett to do good, right? He is getting paid a ton of money. The, you know, team and fan base expects him to be a good pass rusher. But Joe Tronshawinka has really been playing well in year number two. That was a big question mark. How was JTS going to do trying to step in and step up to Jason Pierre-Paul, who's gone now? He's with the Baltimore Ravens. How is JTS going to do? And so far, he has looked really, really good. I've been very impressed with how he has been able to perform and play. And all in all, he has looked like a very quality, very capable starter for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. The pass rush has been really good. The run stopping has been really good as well. All in all, the front seven has been doing a good job. And again, going to the last level of the defense, the secondary, it's looked good yet again. Carlton Davis still looks like one of the top cornerbacks in the league. That's not necessarily too surprising. He's getting paid like a top cornerback in the league. The expectation would be that he is doing a good job. But Jamel Dean has also stepped up in a huge way as well. And I feel like that hasn't been talked about enough throughout this season, how Dean has been performing. He really has been doing a great job. Dean has looked like a quality, quality starting cornerback and you know I definitely feel like there is going to be more buzz in terms of keeping Dean around based on how he has played this year it seems like he's starting to put it more all together we're seeing less inconsistency and more consistency in his overall play as a cornerback so that's been a fantastic thing to see you love seeing that in the safety room it gets even better Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield Jr. no joke I'm not saying this out of bias. They have looked like the, you know, one of the best starting safety duos in the entire league so far. They have been great in run defense. They have been great in pass coverage, especially Antoine Winfield Jr. That dude looks like one of the top safeties in the league right now. And guess what? He's only in year two. That is crazy. I guess that's what happens whenever you uh, have a Hall of Fame caliber father as a... Uh, yeah, a Hall of Fame caliber player as a father, I guess I should say. But Winfield Jr., he's been fantastic. Mike Edwards has stepped up in a huge way. He's been waiting for an opportunity to be a starter ever since he was drafted. Now he's gotten it, and he has really been able to do a good job as a starter. And then even backup safeties, Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal, have had some good moments, especially Logan Ryan. He's again another one of those players that I feel like isn't necessarily going to be getting talked about enough whenever people think about this defense, think about this Buccaneers secondary. But overall, Logan Ryan has been a fantastic signing. He has shown 
fantastic versatility. He has shown really, really good leadership, and he's been able to make some really good plays when it has mattered most. I feel like that was probably one of the more underrated signings that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made, and it is paying out in such a huge, huge way. So I've been very happy with that. Keanu Neal's also had a couple of moments where he's had some good plays overall, but it's so tough to get playing time in this type of secondary when there is so many good players in this group right now. And that's really encouraging, especially for the secondary, because so many people were harping on the secondary, saying they were one of the worst in the NFL, when that simply wasn't true. Whenever you look at the players, whenever you look at how they were doing the past couple of years, this secondary was poised to have a year like this to start off the first quarter of this season, but everybody was really putting them down, everybody was really doubting them, and now they are finally able to showcase a lot of their skills and versatility, which I'm really happy to see because, you know, a lot of these guys have worked really hard, a lot of these guys deserve it because they've been playing some good football for a while now, it's just a matter of everybody putting it together, and so far, this defense has been that. I also want to talk about the special teams real quick. Ryan Suckup, he's been good. He's made, you know, for the most part, all of his kicks. I believe he's maybe missed one or two kicks. I know he's made, uh, missed at least one. But all in all, Suckup has been Ryan Suckup. That's been good. And I will say this. Jalen Darden has shown improvement this year as a returner, which I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear. A lot of people are still very sour on Jalen Darden and his overall returnability, I guess you can say, for this team last year. And hey, to be completely honest, to call it how it is, yeah, Jalen Darden did not do a very good job last year as a returner. It was very noticeable. He just struggled last year with getting out of bounds, with, you know, everything that seemed to be in line with what you need from a good returner. Darden was not able to do it last year. Here's the difference. Darden has improved and it has been maybe not the biggest and best improvements in a lot of people's minds he's not returning 90 yard kickoffs for touchdowns or you know 50 yard punt returns for touchdowns no and very rarely does that happen in the NFL but what we have been seeing from Darden is a lot more patience a lot more of maneuverability which has been good and he's not falling over he's really not making any type of sloppy mistakes in his returning anymore which has been good I think that Darden really has been able to improve as a returner and you know hey a lot of people may say it's still not great and I would say that it's been decent it's been good it's not great you know, it's not phenomenal or anything along those lines, but I'm going to put Darden in the good because you know what? He's showing improvement and that's what you want to see out of these young players. And that's always a great thing to see. But really folks, aside from that, I mean, let me just think real quick. I mean, Carl Nassib's had a couple of good moments. Uh, you know, Anthony Nelson's had a couple of good moments, which has been a great thing to see. A lot of really good depth on this Buccaneers team. Raheem Nunez Rochez has had some good moments as well along the defensive line. That's a very good thing to see. Uh, you know, and that's just the defense. Uh, special teams, obviously, we talked about that offensively. We talked about guys like Rashad White as the backup. Uh, Cam Brates had a couple of good moments, but he's also been out, you know, last week with a concussion, which was really unfortunate. The backup, some of the backup offensive linemen have been really, really good in there as well. 
Um, you know, all in all, it's just been a good time so far, right? The Buccaneers do have a three and two record. I understand that people were very frustrated with the Green Bay Packers game and the Kansas City Chiefs game because those were two very winnable games. But folks, whenever you look at it throughout the first you know, quarter of the season so far, there really has been a ton of good to look at. And I feel like it's always good to put things in context and talk about those things when they do come up. So folks, let me know what you think about my thoughts and opinions on the good from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so far throughout the first quarter of the season. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. Uh, In the next episode, we'll be talking about the meh of what we've seen from the Buccaneers throughout the first quarter of the season. And then in the third episode of the miniseries, we will be talking about the bad as to what we've been seeing from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers throughout the first quarter of the season. So stay tuned for those two episodes. They will probably be out later on in the week. This is being recorded on a Monday. I'm thinking I'll probably get the meh episode out probably around Wednesday and then the bad episode probably out on Friday. But anyway, folks, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Expect some more content throughout this week. And uh, yeah, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. And as always, folks, I will see you in the next podcast episode. But until then, my name is James Hill with the Talking Bucks podcast. And until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now and go Bucks.